Welcome back to another podcast where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world. From ancient folklore to modern-day sightings, these phenomena have captured the imagination of people across the globe and continue to spark curiosity and wonder in those who seek to understand the mysteries of the universe. So sit back, relax, and join us as we embark on a journey into the unknown, exploring some of the most fascinating and eerie aspects of the paranormal world. Welcome back to another episode of A Dead Letter. It's still January. I don't know how the fuck that's happened. <laughs> I'm once again joined by Maria. Hey, everyone. Oi, <laughs> COVID. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Since you've been here for like the past three episodes. Forever, man. I know. How, how, how does it feel? Forever. <laughs> Stories are great. Finally, right? Yeah, about time. Yeah. Write in, people. We want to yeah, hear your stories. Write in, spread the words. So I get like more diverse shit. Because uh, like right now, I think it's either um, I get few sent in, but it's mostly me talking to people. And then if I do get the ones that people tell me, I tend to write them down ASAP because now I'm going to forget them. Like I re- or you I, translate them. Yeah, or trace them pretty bad. <laughs> bad translator. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I try. So just make my, my job easier and get people that already speak English now. <laughs> <laughs> this story was told to me by my grandmother. My grandma said that when she was younger, she was part of a church youth group and was the highest rank, which landed her the role of leader. My grandma and her group would always play in the meadows behind the church. They would play hide-and-go-seek till sunset. One particular day, they stayed out playing in hide-and-go-seek longer than normal. They noticed a child watching them from the bushes. My grandma, being who she is, invited the kid to play. She noticed that the kid didn't look like the rest of them. He was tall, light-skinned, black hair, and blue eyes. She asked him to join their last game of hide-and-go-seek. They noticed he was acting a bit weird, but they didn't question it. My grandma had found everyone except the new kid. She looked everywhere except where she had originally found him. She decided to head towards the bushes, and she finds a kid a few yards into the woods. She chases him further into the woods before she realizes she can no longer see the church behind her. She catches up to the kid, who's now looking at her with a grin. The kid starts twitching, appearing to change shape. My grandma said, she then began to recite her prayers, and the kid began to twitch even more. The kid fell to the ground and then began running away on all fours. My grandma ran back to the church and told her friends and teacher what she had encountered. Her teacher told her that she had came face to face with the devil. Fucking kids up to no good, huh? No, it's funny. But yeah, you know. And they were young kids? Yeah, it's for little kids. Or I shouldn't specify what age. Mm. But I'm assuming, I, w- I would probably assume maybe like youngest eight, oldest like around 12. You know? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. And then this next one's where I learned where finca was from. <laughs> um, apparently, a finca is a farm? a farm, not a hacienda. I, I th- thought it was a hacienda. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was fucking um, like a ravine, like a big ass garbage. That's what I thought. 
but apparently not. Una finca. Ubicate, por favor. Well, yeah, I could tell, yeah. <laughs> My grandfather says that when he was a child, he worked on a farm with other men. He would go with other workers to the farm, which was large. It required trading up a small mountain to access the other side. My grandfather said that while they were walking up the mountain, they came across a woman. This woman was very pretty, too pretty to be crossing or exploring the mountains on her own. She wore heels and a tight red dress, which amplified her curves. The workers would get riled up every time they would have to cross the mountain. Some of the men even began flirting with this woman, and she would flirt back. This obviously excited the workers much more, and they would just go crazy, whistling and screaming compliments to the mysterious woman. Some of the workers would even follow the woman to ensure she completed her trip safely. But all this excitement would leave the moment they all saw her walk through a fence. They realized that they'd been interacting with a ghost. The farm also provided cottages for the workers in case they cannot come back to town on the same day. The few that stayed in the cottage would talk about the strange things they would encounter. They would be awoken by the sound of a woman crying, asking for help. The few that stepped out and answered the call would say they were dragged by an unseen force, which was supported as they would return covered with dirt and mud. Anything for that goosey, you know? know? That ghost pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not a demon? Oh, I don't know. Could all be. these stories that you've been saying, like, they're all women. They're sexy. They're very, you know. I'm like, I said Damn. the Banshee. I don't think the Banshee was sexy. The What about the one that got on top? Oh, oh that, one? that one? That wasn't a Banshee, though. That I was, know. I never said it was a Banshee. That one for though. sure was an, uh, an incubus or something. Mm-hmm. I look a shadow in the way. That's how they get you guys. I believe it. My grandfather tells me that he was young. When he was young, he acquired a farm near the mountain. The farm was high on the mountain, and they could see how people and trucks came along the road. One hot day, when my grandfather and his brother were working in the land, they watched as an elegant black carriage with some very large and beautiful horses rode down the road, approaching, approaching his farm. My grandfather says that they were awestruck, but felt uncomfortable and felt a cold chill run down their back. They decided it'd be best to return home, as the sight of the carriage made them feel uneasy. Upon arrival, they told my grandmother to lock herself in the room while the carriage passed. My grandfather and his brother stayed outside and looked on as the carriage approached. The carriage stopped in front of the house. The weather was hot, but when the carriage arrived, the weather changed. It felt colder. From the carriage, a tall, elegant, and serious man emerged. My grandfather looked the man up and down and couldn't recognize him. He realized that this man was not from this town. The man asked for water to drink, as he said he had been traveling for some time. My grandfather told his brother to fetch some water, but noticed his brother was unresponsive. He had a shocked expression. My grandfather fetched and handed the glass of water to the man. As he was handing the glass of water, he felt a cold breeze emanate from him. The man drank the water and thanked them. The man then turned around, entered his carriage, and continued on. My grandfather said even after the carriage left, his brother was still in shock. He started shaking him and telling him to snap out of it. 
Eventually he did and told my grandfather that that was no man. My grandfather told him that that man seemed odd, possibly because he was a different class. The carriage was very elegant and decorative. His, his brother responded back, did you not notice his feet when he stepped out? He had no feet. It then dawned on my grandfather that as a man walked out of the carriage and towards him, he made no sound, which was impossible as the ground was not paved and was full of rocks, leaves, and other bush that cracks as you walk on it. It was Satan. It was? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I could have been some passerby, but right here I think I have, it was Satan. I'm calling it now. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my grandmother to you know, get down. Oh, I think I put I'm just waiting for my grandfather to get down with the devil on top of a mountain with only machete. But yeah, I don't know. That, that could have been just, it, I feel like sometimes some of those spirits that are like that, it, it could have been some like. Somebody in the family like, nah, that had passed? No, nah, it could probably be like, it could be probably before they got it. Somebody was either doing like a travel thing and then something went bad where these was ended up dying on the road, you know? So now their their spirits are, you know, stuck to replay that shit, you know? That's what I'm thinking. But what about the carriage and the, like everything, it was real? That's what they said. It was just what sent in, homie. Okay. Yeah. That's why I asked too many questions. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Like if I was fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. I need more. Yeah. Good right. story, by the way. What am I? What I'm going to tell happened to my dad when he was 12 years old. He and his parents were visiting his uncles who lived in the country because it was normal in those times. I don't know what's abnormal about living in the country, but whatever. He was playing in the <laughs> he was playing in the yard with his cousins when he heard a voice calling him from the undergrowth. When he approached, he said he saw a boy peek out. My dad described this boy as having blonde hair and light eyes. He found him strange, and he appeared to look short. He says that the boy started calling him by his name and tried to convince him to come closer and play with him in the undergrowth. My dad was approaching the kid, and as he was about to make contact, his uncle pulled him by the arm. The uncle told my dad not to listen to it, not to come closer, and to not pay attention to it. As my dad was being taken home, My dad turned around to see if the boy was still there, and he was no longer there. Upon entering the house, they told my dad about the mischievous spirits that lived around the house and their tendency to steal children. And then I think this one I called Party House, (laughs) and you'll see why. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one was sent in by one of my guards uh, I met last week. Uh, They're spreading the podcast by word of mouth since social media sucks ass. No, just your hashtags. No, it sucks ass. This is the only paranormal thing I have ever encountered. I'm sorry if it's quite short. Before I moved to the Inland Empire, I used to live in Silver Lake. I rented an apartment on the top floor of a building. My view consisted of uh, other buildings and a large house across the back of the building. One night I was up. I was having a hard time falling asleep. I grabbed my phone and sat up. I was scrolling through IG when I noticed that my window was flashing. I get up and head over the window and see the lights of the large house going on and off. I'm thinking it's probably the kids or something electrical, but I keep staring because they're flickering fast, almost like a light show. Soon, the bottom floor lights begin to flicker in the same manner as the top ones. I'm thinking the people there are definitely on one, but then something on the top floor catches my eye. I see the figure of a man with a long hat, and he's just looking out the window. I stare at it, and I notice its red eyes. 
I get this chill and weird feeling and jump back to bed. After that, I never saw that house do that again. The mum is sombrero, the hat man. Oof. See, I think all it takes is like one fucking moment. You'd be like, oh, what the fuck, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, I think that one too, even though it was quick and I read it, I was like, oh. Aquio. <laughs> chill. Chills all over. Chills, homie. Chills. That's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a permanent story to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, keep your mind open and sleep with one eye open. Welcome to Zach Solved Mysteries, the most important podcast you'll ever hear in your life. I know enough about most things to be inaccurate about everything. We're not just a podcast, we're an experience. This story f***s, dude. Prepare to have your life transformed because not listening to us could be a grave mistake. You must wake up every day and say, today's the day someone's gonna murder me. We're not just tackling the classic mysteries of the past. We're rewriting history itself. Robert Stack, I think, had dirt on people. Forget everything you thought you knew about unsolved mysteries, or any sort of mystery. Maybe there were giants, who knows? Who cares? Subscribe now to Zach Solved Mysteries anywhere you get your podcasts. Get solved. Haha, <laughs> mystery solved, my bitches.